This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Is Twitter dead? Not quite yet. But it looks like it's destined to be over in just a matter of weeks, maybe before the end of the year. Uh, Twitter, Elon Musk is accomplishing his goal of just tearing it down. I don't understand the end game here. Well, I do understand the end game in that Elon Musk just wants to be a villain a rich villain that wants to do favors for people across the world that are up to no good. And I think that that's all that this is about. You can call me conspiracy theorist all you want. I don't care. But this, none of this makes any good sense at all to take $44 billion, billion dollars buy and acquire a social media app and entity. And just destroy it overnight. All of this has occurred within a span of two weeks. Two weeks. The ridiculous notion that you're going to get a lot of people to pay $8 a month to be verified. If I'm paying you to verify me, I'm not really verified. I'm just paying you to, to, to crown me. To make me feel good about myself. That's fake as hell. So between that and just structurally, from an employee standpoint, from a staffing standpoint, firing or letting go of like 70% of your workforce, how is that improving Twitter? Remember how he said he's a big champion of, of freedom of speech and all of this stuff? All of those things that Elon Musk said are lies. It makes no sense. It falls flat on its face when you see what he's doing. He is letting go of insiders and programmers who he has forced out. And it's causing this social media application and project to fall flat on its face. And so... In my opinion, it's bad for all of us. There are some people that have spun this and says that Twitter no longer being available ain't such a bad thing. And I disagree with that because one of the beautiful things about Twitter and about social media, and I know that social media has its flaws and it has its failings and it has its issues, right? Is that you're able to reach people in real time. You're able to share opinions and your work. 
in real time. You are able to expand your voice and platforms for the world to see. And you're able to do it for free. That is very, very impactful. It is very, very important. And now we have a multi-billionaire who doesn't give a damn about the common folk. And that's why he wants to destroy this social media platform. It's disgusting. It's, 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 it's infuriating to see that this is a thing in 2022. And it flies in the face of anybody that thinks that, that Elon Musk is some genius. We have to be careful with our words. We have to be careful. I'll say it again. I said it last month. I had a total an entire topic talking about it. We have to stop with the worshiping of these celebrities and these, these rich folks. We have to stop. Elon Musk is not a genius. There was a thread that came out yesterday talking about Elon Musk and fake degrees that allegedly he claimed that he had, and he went to this institution, he did this, and he did this, and it, it's a bunch of nothing. It, it felt very Herschel Walker-like. Twitter has always been a fun place because there's so many things that you could get there. You could get your sports. You could get your news, both on a national perspective and a local perspective. You could meet people. Hell, there's so many celebrities I've just met off of Twitter in itself. So I, I just think it's it's not a good moment that we're in for social media when this um, this social media platform is going up in flames. It's it's not good. I don't think it's good for anyone. But well, it is good for some people. I think it's good for those who love and value democracy. It's good for those who don't want freedom of speech. It's it's good for those who oppose people having a voice. The whole thing with Twitter for me is for Elon Musk, free speech equals hate speech. That's what that's how I look at it. Because since Elon Musk has taken over, like my feed is filled with a lot more hatred, uh, a lot more uh shall we say vulgarities. And Elon Musk, if you look at the people that he's interacting with, he's that rich kid who desperately wants friends and he bought Twitter. He's got that new toy and he can control it. And he's hanging out in the replies of people like Kyle Rittenhouse. Well, I, people like Dave Portnoy. Yeah, but I think that this I think that what this is though, his reason behind buying Twitter is because he is cozied up with the <laughs> Russians. He's cozied up with the Saudis and I think that he's doing certain people in certain countries a favor because Twitter there are people and organizations and journalists that will challenge challenge lies mm-hmm. that yeah. want to speak truth. Well, some of his and, investors are from Saudi. And create – that's what I'm saying. And create create a true democracy and get truth out there. But if this apparatus fails, 
and it burns down and it crashes, then the Saudi people, those powers that be in terms of the government, Mm -hmm. Vladimir Putin, they smile. They're happy. They celebrate. They win. Oh, they, they, they love that Elon Musk is, is using this to, you know, to kind of flex his muscle, right? His, his digital muscle. And we just saw a, a text here in the Cities One Talking text line. Somebody then leave Twitter. You're one of the rich people compared to many that are in Minneapolis. Elon Musk brought freedom of speech, you guys. Uh, you guys don't like to hear the truth. Well, hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. And this person, I appreciate the text. That same text message that you just sent, call if you want, because we can talk to 651-461-9226. Clarify for me where before Elon Musk, people in this country didn't have freedom of speech. Explain that to me. Because that, to me, is the most ridiculous spouted talking point that any – that. Americans didn't have freedom of speech before Elon Musk. Yeah, I, that's that's yeah, that's I don't know what planet you you think that you're living on, but it's not Earth. And and if you actually think that, and and the freedom of speech, if you look at the accounts that he has censored, ones that say quote unquote par- that there are parodies that are out there that he has banned. He banned Kathy Griffin, right? Like. If you're going to ride this line and you're going to say free speech, then it's got to be true free speech. It can't be free speech as you see it because right now he's catering to a base. That is, again, it's low-hanging fruit, Henry. It's it's what they want to hear. Freedom of speech. We're going to, you know, we're going to let you say whatever, whatever it want. And it's... It's just hard for me to look at this. Elon Musk is doing a great job of turning billions of dollars into millions. And he doesn't care. Elon Musk, at the end of the day, does not care. And he and first off, I'm not rich. Mm-hmm. I'm not wealthy. If I was rich or wealthy, I probably wouldn't be here on a Friday night sitting here at 815 talking to you. Yeah, and, and we just got a, another response from this text. You know, you guys were all happy when Trump got taken off. Call in. Here, here's what I don't like. Don't be a keyboard. Yeah. Don't be a keyboard warrior right now. Call in. I, I don't like blatant lies. Donald Trump was blatantly lying. Yeah. Hold on. First off, Donald Trump was taken off of Twitter because of what? Because of what? He violated the policies. Yes. And Mr. Keyboard Warrior that can't call but wants to text, answer me this, since you have the answers. Why is President Donald Trump not on Twitter right now? Mr. Elon Musk, freedom of speech, has not reinstated Donald Trump. Why not? Yet. Answer me that. Clearly, you don't have the answers. I don't care who – if you're going to be out there and you're going to be blatantly lying and, and spewing out all this nonsense and this hatred and this rhetoric, I don't care what side you're on. You shouldn't be allowed to spew that. Like if, if it's valuable and it's information that's constructive, not 
destructive, right? Constructive, not destructive. Donald Trump was and is destructive. A lot of those people that follow him on Twitter were and are destructive. They still are. I, I just don't understand how people, how people, what is it about Elon Musk other than him being rich? Do you love? <laughs> Hold on, Be- yeah. because the freedom of speech thing is not a talking point. When he's when he's wiping away people from Twitter right now, Kathy Griffin doesn't have a Twitter account. She is a comedian. Answer me that. The, the freedom of speech thing that you're talking about is falling on deaf ears. It's just absolutely falling on deaf ears. So how is he making Twitter as a social media platform? How is he making it a good thing? How is he making it a good thing? I don't understand it. it if Twitter, and I'm not saying that that Twitter was like some great place way before Elon Musk. I am not sitting here saying that. Okay, I am not sitting here saying that. I'm not saying that it was the greatest place, like it was some utopia. It has had its issues. Facebook has had its issues. All of these different places, Instagram has had its issues. But you got to give me a break. How are we going to actually make social media campaigns? How are we going to make them better? 651-461-9226. Do we have somebody that wants to talk about this? Let's take the call. Yeah, it's uh, Tom from St. Paul wants to, to talk Tom to you. Tom from like. St. Paul. What's up, Tom? Henry. Henry. Okay. I'm I'm listening to you guys, and I have to say I disagree with some of the stuff that you're saying. Okay. Mainly, mainly that on Twitter, people do not have freedom of speech. I, I'm with you when you say that uh, people get censored, but they're getting censored for things they're saying. So they they could have an opinion that differs from the Twitter um, uh, people that scan all that stuff. But that, should, should I, hate, I disagree I ask, with you. Can I ask a question, Tom? Sure, go ahead. Should hate speech be allowed? No. But, so, so but what? So what? Only, so, but hold on. So then, what? What type of what type of speech should be allowed? What type of speech before Elon Musk had it was not allowed that you feel like should be allowed? I feel that there were a lot of people that were cut off and and went to the Twitter jail, as they call no, it. No, tell me for- what should what was not being allowed. I- I can't. I can't allow. Henry. No, hold on, hold on. No, Tom. I'll let. I'll, we can have a back and forth. But I'm not going to allow you to go down the narrative rhetoric and say certain bullet points without stating things that that you feel are like like we're not going to keep doing the whole talking points about people's freedom of speech wasn't there. Tell me what was not being allowed on the site before that should be allowed now. Okay, number one, political things. You're saying that political commentary was not allowed on Twitter? Absolutely. Not, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying there were some things that, that, uh, that were not allowed that give, were censored out. Give, give, me, could, give, give, give me some specifics. I can't, Hate I speech? Can't give you. If you can't, no, if I, you I can't Tom, I, Tom, we cannot live in a world where you say things like that and you can't back up what you're saying. 
Okay, Henry, if you're going to nail me down to exact words, which I, 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 I said give examples. I said give examples. I didn't say give me a specific quote. I'm saying I'm, give me examples. Henry, Henry, calm down. I, I can tell that you're very passionate about this, but calm down. You're not helping the conversation move forward. I just said give me an example. Well, okay. Then I'm going to make a very basic general comment, and then you can take off on me as you wish. But basically, I feel that people on Twitter do not have complete freedom of speech. Some of them don't deserve to hate speech being one of them. There's no place for that. But there are too many people that I know that have gone to Twitter jail for something they said or something they posted or what have you. So it's my comment is is that there is not freedom of speech, complete but, freedom but Tom, of speech. Tom, and, and and I respect your phone call. I respect you calling in. I appreciate you calling in. You have not given me one thing. You have said the same thing for the last two minutes about people have been put into Twitter jail for things that you feel they should be allowed to say, and you haven't said one darn thing that they were censored about. Not one. And I just all I did was ask you to give me an example. And you're upset because I'm passionate. I said, just give me a basic example. I I'm not upset at all. I'm just doing what you asked people to do. Just give me an example. That was calling. I I can't give you a specific example right now. But that's 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 the problem, though, Tom, is people like you will say things like this on the radio and on television. And we're all supposed to believe it and act like it's fact. You can't back up a commentary that you called into my show about, and I'm just supposed to accept your word for it? Okay, then then why don't you give me a specific example of what you're speaking of? I don't have to. You're the one claiming fraud with commentary. Okay. You're the one that's claiming fraud with commentary. You're if, 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 if Elon Musk is so about freedom of speech, why is Donald Trump not on Twitter? If he hold on, hold on, and, and take it a step further, you explain to me why Elon Musk booted Kathy Griffin, a comedian, off of Twitter. You're Mister, you're Mister Freedom of Speech right now. So explain it to me. Well, okay, let's say Kathy Griffin. Anybody who's walking around with a uh, decapitated head, uh, she's not. She's definitely not right. Is that why she got booted um, off of Twitter? But. I, I have no idea. Nor oh, do I, I don't. I, I think you know. I think you know. Okay, but now listen. We can play dumb if we want. Me. Let let me let me say one other thing. You yes, sir. You yes, want to know why? You want to you want to know why Trump isn't on there? Uh, and I was listening to I think it was WCCO or one of the news people covered that a couple days ago, and said that Musk has not allowed people like him on there because they are trying to gather facts and data to put a policy in place to get people like him back on there if they can. So they were not going to do it right away and just open. Uh, they're going to come up with a policy and then go forward with it. So cle- that's so, what I heard. So clearly Elon Musk thought that Donald Trump being, being in your words, censored or pulled off is something that they had to look into, and it wasn't a slam dunk, according to Elon Musk, right? Not 
yeah, not a slam dunk to allow him back on immediately. That's that's what was reported. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I guess what I'm saying is is then I I don't know why people are so upset. Would you say that Donald Trump should be back on Twitter then? Oh, you know, if he could behave himself, um, okay. You know, maybe maybe we start from ground zero again. I don't know. Okay, I got you. Uh, e- Elon Elon Musk with what he's doing with Twitter. Um, you know, there's a you can tell there's a couple different cultures there of thinking with employment, and uh, it sounds like it's a very rocky road right now. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for the phone call from Tom in St. Paul. Six five one four six one nine two two six. I appreciate the phone call. I just I just vehemently disagree with with everything that he's talking about. I'll take a break. We'll come back. We can get to some more phone calls next year on the Lake Show. All right, welcome back to the Lake Show. Jason Waconia wanted to get on, but he he's dropped off. Feel free, my friend, to to call back in six five one four six one nine two two six. The more the merrier. Let's take a phone call from Julie in Minneapolis. Hey, Julie. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm just not deeply knowledgeable like like yourself and like a lot of people that are calling in. But, you know, I was reminded of F. Scott Fitzgerald, you know, the, the writer. I, I just loved his books. And he said about the rich, they're different from us. And, and I don't even know what he would have said about a, a, about a creature like Elon Musk, who is a super super billionaire. But you know why people love him, Henry? You know why people love him. Oh, they worship him. He's so brilliant. It's, it's the hero worship. I, I've even talk, if he's I, bombed here. I've talked about that for yeah. a long, long time. I've been, I, I've, I've probably had a, a few different shows where I've talked. The hero worship stuff has to stop. Look, I, I'm all for admiring. Yeah. I'm all for admiring people, Julie. I'm all for because we all have like sports players that we that we that we yeah. admire watching, or like celebrities and and actors and actresses and musicians that we love. But when they do things or say things, and it just is beyond all of us. Yeah, the ethics got, are terrible. You got you got to let, let it let go. Let me ask you something. Yeah, you got to let it go. Let, let me ask you something. Yep. Um, you know. Usually these brilliant businessmen, I, I think it's ethically abhorrent, but they will buy a company and destroy it and sell off the parts. Well, how are you going to destroy Twitter and sell off the parts? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, um, I, I just don't know how it's how it's possible. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't either. But I think you I think you nailed it. It's a personal thing. It, it, it's maybe a little vengeance thing, uh, it's a spoiled rich kid thing. Um, you know, obviously, we all know that in the end, he really didn't want to buy Twitter, I guess. I yep. mean, he had the lawyers working on it, but he got stuck into it, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. No, I'm with you. And thanks for the phone call from Julie. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's one of the things that I just will never understand, and I'm so glad that Julie brought it up. Is this how people are so willing to defend the wealthy and rich who have no common sense? I, I don't get it. I, I just don't. There's we can have debates about people and what they do, but there's no way in the world as a basketball fan that I would look at somebody like Kyrie Irving and say, yeah, I got your back, Kyrie. 
I think you're amazing, bro. No, you're an idiot. Yeah, I, I think you you just look at how he's handled this so recklessly and out of control. Kanye with, too. With with firing people and then realizing, well, I need these. And then he goes back and he's like, oh, by the way, can can you help me get the – you fired somebody and then you're asking them for help. And then they help you and then you 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 let them go. And I, I just because I, he has that I want to be king complex. We have certain people in this, and it's and it's growing, and it's it's maddening, and it's getting out of control. Mm-hmm. Is that the, we have certain people, typically men, that think, "Oh, I I want to become a king." You ain't no king, bro, and you need to calm down. Whether it's Kanye talking about Adidas can't fire me, Adidas did fire you, dummy. Elon Musk thinks he wants to be a king. Donald Trump, he wants to be a king. We don't do that, man. Everybody wants all this control and power over everybody. And I, you know, she said ethics. I thought, Julie, I thought she made some really good points. Absolutely. Like, I was I was just sitting here. I'm like, yeah, I can understand where she's, you know, where she's coming from with a lot of her comments. Yeah. Come on, Jason Wyconia, man. I want to chat with you, man. I, I know your cell phone's not broke, bro. 651-461-9226. Hey, coming up next, we'll take a look at weather. And then also, Michael Rappaport. Um, the actor slash comedian, he has an observation about hip hop music that I think, quite frankly, is a brilliant take. I get to it next year on the Lake Show. I feel like I got to bring the bring the temperature down a little bit. No, we're good. Bring, I, bring, I bring appreciate it down the, to what it is outside. Tom in St. Paul, I appreciated the phone call. I'm not even mad at Tom. I just felt like Tom, like when you throw out things. And make claims. All I said was, I said, well, give me a couple of examples so I can understand where he was coming from. You, you, he, ju- he you just wanted verifications. He, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't give me one. I didn't say, I, I'm, quote me a specific thing. I just said, just give me, just lay out it. Because that, that when when people continue with that, because we do that a lot nowadays, right? That is the equivalent of. Of politicians saying, well, many people say, right? Well, many people say what? Well, I've heard many people say, no, I'm not, we're not, we're not buying that what many people say. Like, let, let, let's get to it. Let, let's stop with the nonsense. Let's, what, what are you really saying? What are you, what do you really want to debate? Examples. What do you really want to talk about? Stop with the, well, I overheard 50,000 people say this. I got voice. What, what were what were their gripes? Well, well, well. No, what were the examples? So, so I appreciate the phone call from Tom. I love the phone call from Julie. Um, she stayed at her case, and I know that I get a little get you know high strung a little. Eh, it's not personal. You guys know I love, I love the listening audience. Oh, I love I, the listening I've audience. I've felt the wrath of Henry <laughs> many times. Well, yeah, because you're in the same room with me. You need to be cussed out from time to time. Anyway. Michael Rappaport makes me sad. He um, I, he really wanted to cuss out Twenty One Savage. <laughs> he really did. And so, just to guys get you guys up to speed here, Michael Rappaport, who you're probably aware of, comedian, actor, he's been in a bunch of bunch of movies. He's a big hip hop fan. He's a you know New Yorker. You know he's he's been around hip hop his entire life, and <laughs> he saw some comments from. A rapper by the name of Twenty One Savage. He's a younger guy, kind of new school rapper. 
not my cup of tea. And, and, and quite frankly, I, I just – the thing that gets me about these young rappers, and you can even say with athletes or anybody, is that they become controversial when when they say things that are demeaning towards legends. And I hate that. When people have paved the way for you to have success, when you disrespect I mean, and it's not as though hip-hop rapper Nas said anything disrespectful towards a young artist. But this young artist said something disrespectful towards him. And he said that, um, he said that, he said that Nas is not relevant nowadays. And Nas just last week put out a brand new album. Okay. And so many people are in love with the album. But you have a young hip hop artist that is saying, man, he ain't relevant, man. He he got he got a fan base and all that stuff from back in the day, but he ain't relevant in today's hip hop, which is false. Number one, but secondly, why would you even say that? Like like what what because there's no upside to that. All that's going to happen is you're creating disrespect towards someone. You're picking a fight where there doesn't need to be one. It doesn't, and it, it just it's just disrespectful yeah. to everybody that's a part of the genre, right? Of of music, and so Michael Rappaport. He uh he had some things to say about Twenty One Savage, who like I said, I'm not a fan. Um, I just don't like the way that he raps. He, it's not because he's young. Okay, it's not like I just like old school rappers, and I don't like any of the young guys. There's some some young guys that I like. Twenty One Savage is not one of them. This is what my, uh, Michael Rapport had to say about Twenty One Savage being disrespectful to an iconic, legendary rapper in Nas. Nas is not relevant. It co- it shows in your work, 21 Savage. And I'm glad you're making money. I'm glad you're able to take care of everybody. But it's so disrespectful. Only in hip-hop do people do that. Do they degrade? Do they shit on? It's- and I got I to gotta pick it up again. I got I to come out again. Me, Michael Rapper. I got to be the one to say, how dare you? To say that Nas isn't relevant. And we see why you would think Nas isn't relevant, 21 Savage. Because when we listen to your music... It shows that you're not a big Nas fan. You probably ain't a Big Daddy Kane fan, an LL Cool J fan, a Beastie Boy fan, a Gangstar fan. You probably, you probably ain't a fan of any of them. And I hear it in your work. You're like Cat in the Hat. That's the kind of rapper you are. Cat in the Hat. Jumped over the bat. <laughs> he said Cat in the Hat jumping. I love it. I wanted to oh, hear the rest of it. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yes, Michael. <laughs> I love it. You like that? I love it. Cat in a hat jumped over the bat. You like that? Oh, That's my fat. goodness. I love it, man. It's so funny. Um, Look, he's spot on, though. And, and this is the thing. I just hate when you have those individuals that are supposed to love their craft, that are supposed to love the art, that disrespect the legends. If you are a hip-hop artist, I don't care if you were born 15 years ago, I don't care if you're if you're 20 or if you're 14. Or you respect Run DMC. Respect LL Cool J. Respect Public Enemy. And, and this is across the board, just in music. I was just gonna say you can you respect can, the Beatles. You you can take you can take that logic and apply it. Yes. Like you said, across the board. Across the board. Yeah. 
It's just, but but in hip hop we get it so much because everybody's got to be braggadocious and all that. Oh, dang it. Yeah, why is there so much like one Who knows, upping? man? Who knows? Who knows? It's ridiculous. Anyway. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Final segment. We'll do Word on the Street. That's next year on The Lake Show. All right, it's time for Word on the Street, and then we're done here on The Lake Show on a Friday evening. To all of you listening, have an awesome weekend. Before we're out of here, CT, what you got? All right, let's get to it. H. Lake, uh, I'm sure we've heard about the kerfuffle between uh, Ticketmaster and T-Swift. Oh, yeah, we've heard about it. Well, she is, uh, what the kids would say, really pissed off. Mm-hmm. Because she said she should be. Well, she said she's sorry for her fans who feel they were screwed by Ticketmaster, frankly, and trying to score tickets for her tour, blasting the company for failing to deliver to promise on its smooth rollout. Now, she broke her silence on the concert ticket fiasco with a lengthy statement on her Instagram story where she's royally peeved at Ticketmaster echoing the same feelings from her legion of fans. She says, uh, you know, she's extremely protective of her fans and adds, quote, it's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties and excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen. I feel bad for Taylor Swift. I really do because she's one of the biggest Music stars in the world, mm-hmm. you can make the argument that she is the, the biggest, biggest. Yeah, and she has a tour that everybody wants to go to. Like I would go. Yeah, I, I, I would. Now, too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay a massive amount of money to go, but I would go. And all her fans want to do is the get the opportunity to buy tickets. They just want to see her exactly, and they're they're struggling. Yeah, and, and I mean, they, it's a they, headache. They added a second night. Yep. To U.S. Bank Stadium because of the, the potential demand. The night demand. before, I think, yep. Yeah. So, and I wasn't a Taylor Swift fan younger, when I was younger. But then I just find out, like, what she's about and how she runs her business and just, like, how smart she is. And I'm like, she gets it. And Are she, you a Swifty? I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Absolutely, I'm a Swifty. I got mad respect. I lo- you, Listen, listen. I, I I don't want to label myself as a Swifty, yeah. But the moment that the thing happened between her and Kanye, yeah, I was like, oh, I got you, Taylor. I'm with you. I'm <laughs> She's riding your girl. with you. I'm, yeah. I'm riding with you. All right. Well, uh, apparently, a lot of people have been riding with Pete Davidson. You see what I did there? Yeah. See what I did? You like that? Because he and uh, Emily uh, Ratajkowski are very much a thing, but the relationship. May cause a serious riff among Pete and his buddies, namely because he used to pal around with Emily's ex husband. Oh, that's yeah, not good. Yeah, well, she filed for divorce from Sebastian Bear McClard yep. earlier this year after four years of marriage. He was potentially unfaithful. Why would you be unfaithful to her? Anyway, Pete and Sebastian used to be buddies. You know, they've been to games and, and whatnot. While Sebastian and Emily were still married, now it's unclose, uh, unclear just how close Sebastian and Pete are, but if there was a legit friendship, you got to think that this might ruffle a few feathers. So, uh, I mean, I guess, I don't know, man. I mean, Pete Davidson, he, he's got something that the ladies like. You just, you know, you know th- there's a part of me, I, I, it depends on how close you were. If yeah. you were just associates, come Hanging on, man, you, you got you to let that go. Yeah, you got to let that go. You got to be mad at her, don't be mad at him. But, like, if you're best friends... If your best friends and like y'all hung out all the time, mm-hmm. that may be a little different. But I'm just saying. Yeah, I I wouldn't date a buddy's ex. Like I I don't know I just wouldn't. 
Well, somebody that uh, has uh, gotten a little chummy with Jane Fonda, Gronk. That's right. Gronk is uh, getting flirty with 84-year-old Jane Fonda in the new Tom Brady flick. It's kind of steamy. Now, the official trailer for 80 for Brady dropped Thursday morning, showing Hollywood's take on the true story of four women in their 80s who traveled to Super Bowl L.I., which I believe is 51 in Houston, to get a glimpse of Brady on the field. And the movie, it's got Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Jane Fonda. And apparently, Fonda at one point gets uh, pretty dang close to uh, Gronk. I'm in. I'm in on this movie. I love Gronk. I want to see. I'm, I'm on on Jane Fonda. Really? Come on now. Jane Fonda and Gronk sitting in a tree. Let's go. You know. So. Hey, now. So you go watch it for Jane Fonda. I'll go watch it for Gronk. That's I'm going to watch it for everyone. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, 80 for Brady. I mean, dating life, I don't know. Good for him. All right, everybody. Have an awesome weekend. We'll talk to you Monday from Target Center. The Miami Heat in town. We'll do Timberwolves tonight. Talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.